Hello and welcome to the 4D Human Being Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with life, leadership and love. We're here to help you gain insights and practical tools on human psychology and human behaviour so that you can really get back to choice and expand your options on how you show up and how you live your life. The 4D is your fourth dimension, and that's all about your intention, your choice, taking back control so that you are happening to the world rather than the world simply happening to you. So whether it's your career, conflict, communication or collaboration, we've got some fabulous interviews with great experts and of course our own 4D life hacks and chats on anything and everything that helps us be the 4D human being that we know we can be. So if you're looking to improve your impact at work, your relationships, your well-being, whether it's family relationships, friends or how we simply make the best of our lives, this is all about getting back to choice taking control and getting intentional, taking you from a 3D human doing to a 4D human being. Do enjoy. Buongiorno. <laughs> Buongiorno. How are you? I'm I'm very well, actually. It's a beautiful sunny day here, isn't it? It is. Should we say where we are? Mm. You can tell by, by our introduction. I I'm just taking vitamin D. Yes, we don't need need to so much here, of it's course. True, it's uh, true, actually. So we are in sunny, quite sunny Italy today, aren't we, up in, mm. the, up in the hills? So we may hear some church bells. Yes, indeed. It's quite difficult to go even for 30 minutes in any village in Italy without hearing church it's bells. It's true. So that, that might appear, but yeah, it's a beautiful day. But there's a, it might have been Rinpoche. It was a, certainly in a, a retreat in France. And when anything happened, like phones going off or anything irritating they'd created a whole reframe where actually you don't think about it as irritating you think about it as a reminder to be present so when we hear the church bells rather than oh there's a noise that's going to interrupt us yeah we can you can think about interrupting noises as an opportunity to become more present isn't that nice? well very present here then it's true because <laughs> if you think about like if you think about like in groups and some if someone's phone well, it's the goes gong. off it's the gong isn't it in a yoga yeah exactly it's the yeah. gong but if you think about it in a, like a meeting or something and somebody's phone goes yeah. off and we'll go oh it's really annoying but actually what it does is it brings you right into does. the pressure. Not, not always in the best frame of mind that's the phone point. in a meeting, but, but yes, it's true. But that's the point. Yeah. Is to go, this is an opportunity to go, okay, yeah. we're right here, yes. right now. See the gift, Phil. See the gift. <laughs> Come on, every time. I'm, I'm going to say that Italian. I'm going to say that Italian. Veda. Depends if you're talking to one or many. Okay, I'm talking to one. Veda il regalo. Uh I think it's vedi, but... Okay, oh, vedi, yeah. yeah. Okay, vedi il regalo in, in tutti. Yes, or you can say il dono. Il dono. Is it, is it, is it okay. way, but you can use both of those words. Um, yes, absolutely. I mean, this is what we were talking about yesterday, wasn't it? Indeedy. The big gift. Il grande gifto. I will I will just say before you dive into your Italian, oh my goodness, she cannot stop talking Italian. She's, she talks it better than me now, I think, and I lived here for 16 years. Um, we are sitting here, though, aren't we, with our two very English cups of tea. Yes. I mean, I literally have been coming to Italy or living in Italy for a long time, and I still bring my English Listen. tea back. Listen, it's well-being. It's one of the small things. What it's are, not a small thing. It's not a small thing. It's like one of the things that actually really ground you and bring you pleasure. It's also 
self-care. It's brilliant. So we're not talking about self-care, although I'm sure we could make a super segue at some point, Andy. Let's hear the jingle anyway. (laughs) Come on. Um, well, it is self-care in terms of your career progression. Oh, give it to her. <laughs> She's got it. So we are talking about the fourth part of our latest series, and it's all about the four things that as a leader, as an individual, as a human being, that you have to do for yourself in terms of your own development, your own life experience, um, your own experience of yourself that there are things in life that we can hire in Mm. or we can lean into and there are things that we have to do for ourselves and we were looking at self-awareness number one secondly we were looking at how you have to develop your own ego in terms of a healthy responsive conscious level ego Thirdly, we were looking at strong networks and trusted relationships. And the fourth one, very, very dear to our hearts, is world-class communication skills, storytelling skills, and presentation skills. So we're rolling all of those. We, we are we are quite biased on that fourth one. We're quite biased on all of them, obviously, because they are fundamental to the work that we do. But that last one, of course, is very dear to the work that we do yeah. in terms of impact communication, presentation skills, and storytelling telling um so yes we are biased but and and (laughs) good pickup uh there is of course a lot of research which we'll talk to later so this is not just an opinion this is fact oh it was game changing for me you i think you can really think about communication interestingly i think we can think about that sometimes as an external nice add-on yeah and actually i think really rethink it that when you When you can learn to really communicate your values, ideas and beliefs, when you can really learn to communicate yourself, whether it's bumping bumping into somebody on a walk or whether it's in a meeting or a presentation or a TEDx talk, whatever it is, actually, it's a real portal. It's a doorway into really understanding yourself in the world and being much more solid about who you are. And and actually, sort of slightly skipped ahead where I was going to go, but... I talked years ago when I very first started this work. That was my, I guess, my portal in was the realisation of that confidence loop that we can spend a lot of time trying to be confident internally, sort of at home or in the bathroom mirror telling ourselves, (laughs) you know, or journaling. And it's all useful. But actually, and actually, when we step out into the world and we let our body and our voice do some of that work for us, that confidence loop back yeah. of how that feels yeah. is just incredible. Yes. So you can actually use it as a way in to yeah. feeling more internally confident. It, it loops yeah. both ways. And it doesn't have to be... I think, I think often when people may think about their public speaking or storytelling or presentation skills... They may be thinking about it in terms of, you know, really being on a big stage, being in front of a big audience can for many people feel intimidating. I think there is some statistic which is banded around yeah, about people, people would prefer yeah. to die than, yeah. than present. Sure it's, but it's, sure but it's the is. fear of it. Yes. Yeah. And it may be that as part of your career progression or as part of the requirements in your role, you do need to stand up and speak to, to many people. That may be the case. And we would offer what we're talking about in terms of your communication skills, your storytelling skills, is really how you're crafting narrative, crafting narrative in day-to-day meetings, 
interactions, people that you meet and how you're crafting the narrative of your role, your life, who you are. So it's not just about being on a big stage in front of a huge audience oh, at all. It's the corridor moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We talk a lot about this, that particularly now being back at work, but, with the, but you know, there's an equivalent online, isn't there? That the corridor moment for us is when you're so focused on getting the things done, the task, that you pass somebody in the corridor that either you know or maybe you haven't seen for a while or is a team member or whoever. And you might acknowledge them in passing as your body is continuing up the corridor. Oh, yeah, no, great to see you. And that's already telling a story. Exactly, and the words come out, yeah. great to see you. But actually where you're focused is I've got to get this thing done. Yeah. I've got to take these documents somewhere. And it's those tiny moments that we're talking about as well, not just your big TEDx talk or your big <laughs> Las Vegas gig, but... Can you turn for three seconds and really be with them and communicate in a way that says, it is really good to see you. Let's catch up. We've got to go right now. But great. That is such a different moment. Because you're telling the story of who you are and what you do in every moment, whether you like it or not. So you might as well get really conscious about it. Carlo Rivelli, the man we love, the (laughs) physicist, um, theoretical physicist. I'm just going to say it again. We are the sum of our interactions. Every single moment and the way that you show up, communicate and make an impact that is not just a side note in your life. It is that your life. <laughs> is your life. It's building who you are and how people view you and your experience of life. So a few stats here. Three out of four employees see effective communication as the number one leadership attribute, yet less than one in three employees feel like their leaders communicate effectively. Ooh, Ooh I know. Well, there's some really incredible stats at the moment. So let's have a look at those. So the research at the moment, which makes so much sense in terms of where we are. Around soft skills. Yeah. And, yeah. So I mean, we've used that term for so many years, soft soft skills. And we've been saying that 40 human beings. I don't mind the word soft. Yeah. And it has got a connotation about it Mm. that suggests it's not important. That's what I mean. It's like the, it's like the sort of, all the soft cuddly bit that, you know, if you've got time, maybe do a one day course at some point. And it's not a one day course. It's a life. It's a choice, isn't it? Every day. So a couple of pieces of research just to really kind of put some numbers on this. So Harvard University have done some research from the Carnegie Foundation and Stanford Research Center, and they found that 85% of careers, 85%, that is not a small percentage, 85% of career success comes from having well-developed soft skills and people skills. And that also speaks to our third pillar, which is trusted relationships. And hard skills, including technical skills and knowledge, only make up the remaining 15%. Now, I am going to guess, if I think about 15, even, oh gosh, I'm just thinking about my age now, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Phil. If I think about, you know, my days as a chartered accountant. You must have been about 10 then. I was definitely 10 back then. Um, You know, and I was, I think I was pretty good at my job and I got recognized and all those wonderful things. But if somebody had said to me, 85% of your career success will depend on soft skills, I would have laughed them out of the room. So this is exactly right. And actually, if we're, when we're working with a slightly younger cohort, you know, often more in those kind of, um, well, you've just, you've just newer companies. You've just acquired all your hard skills and you're very proud of that. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we actually, you know, we'll have those conversations of, 
I know it, it sounds impossible at the moment. If you can catch up now with these brilliant soft skills and brilliant communication skills, you won't hit the wall yeah. in 10 years' time yeah. and have to then grind your way yeah, through yeah. that wall and dismantle all your beliefs yes. about what makes a great leader. So do it now. Run ahead. It will pay off. So this is very, very recognize research so excellent so i've got one more bit of research i'm going to give you um which is from the linkedin global talent trends and they found oh it's a bigger number coming <laughs> get get ready everybody they found that 92 percent of talent professionals whatever that means uh said so we're talent professionals I don't, I, well we're professional we're talented so i guess we're talent <laughs> professionals <laughs> I don't know what at, um, not speaking Italian, um, said soft, so 90% of these professionals said soft skills. I think when we're talking about talent professionals, we're talking about things like recruitment and hirers and HR. Oh, okay. okay. I think that's who it is. The people who are at the front line of what they're looking for in employees. 92% of these people said soft skills matter as much or more than hard skills when it comes to hiring. And 80% said they're increasingly important to company success. And as a caveat here, for those of you who are saying, well, I'm an engineer, it also includes jobs like engineering, where historically we've always thought, you know, of course, of course your hard skills are important. But I'm going to say AI. Yeah. And we've been saying this for so I long. Know. and it's, It will suddenly tip. Well, it it's, suddenly we're sort of here on because we yeah. think it's coming, it's coming. It's like a sort of train coming down the track. Yeah. Going, you know, AI is here, AI is here. Like all of this tech, all of these jobs that tech can do, the soft skills, the yeah. people skills that are not replaceable are going to be the most important. And we are we are here in terms of that and we're here in terms of what we've been saying about systems thinking. Yes. We are right here. And we are absolutely not saying that your hard skills, your technical knowledge is not important. You can take Carlo Rovelli as a wonderful, wonderful example of this. So he is an absolutely brilliant theoretical physicist and he's on the world stage, really, in terms of his well, his books and his ideas and in terms of how he communicates and how he speaks. And he told a story, didn't he, about going into his lectures when he was at university. And he said, I can read all this information yes. in the books. And he just took on board really, really quickly that if he wanted to share his passion for physics, he was going to have to get really, really good at communicating it. And that's really what he focused on. So he read the books and then he really wanted to inspire other people with his communication style around it. So I love you, that. So his technical knowledge is important. Of course, he's like a teacher. But which teachers do you Yeah. Remember? And we say this, don't we, if we're running presentation skills and those chunky old slides come up <laughs> with all the information that nobody could ever possibly read because probably because it's too small anyway from the back of the room and we'd say exactly that that if they wanted just the information they'd have sent the document yeah. it's not about that um i do want to say at this point extrovert introvert let's touch on that baby um yeah because this is not about i'm an introvert um so therefore communicating in that impactful way or presenting in that way isn't well it's it's all it's understanding what an introvert and extrovert means because we we have sort of morphed those words a little bit to mean something that perhaps they they don't really mean so we do use them in different ways i I like to think of introvert extrovert more in terms of your thinking style and your energy so you can think of it in slightly different ways but if you think about it that an extrovert will get energy from other people and will 
think think better if they're sort of talking externally and co-creating as as they're thinking. And an introvert, on the other hand, re-energizes when they're on their own and also will cognitively process internally before they then need to communicate. So think of it like that rather than sort of shyness and exactly and on stage. I think I'm right in saying that Brené Brown talked about this and apologies Brené if this isn't correct but I'm pretty sure a number of years ago she talked about not going out to meet members of the audience or you know delegates during breaks because she really needed that time because she's more of an introvert she's a I mean she's a world-class communicator and that's when she she's a researcher again technical skills the reason she's where she is is because she's a great communicator yeah really interesting just to say that you, you might experience this as well with your own organisation, that most organisations they're spending is the wrong way round yeah. in terms of what is actually impacting their leadership and their and the organisation. So most companies are spending a lot more on technical, what we call hard yes. skills, training than they are on soft skills yeah and this will be an average obviously but this this, again this has been sort of statistically researched and on average so if you're sitting there as a head of a company thinking well well we definitely spend more than that this is yeah it's on average exactly and so if you know that's true or you know that you've experienced which we have oh we're going to do some communication skills or leadership training can you do it in a day or a half a day you know that's another classic let's just let's just get this knocked out let's yeah. get this done so that might be really worth thinking about and the other way that it shows up which you mentioned. yes well we we obviously we're sort of at the front end if you like of people's desire for communication skills whether that's as corporates or individuals and i definitely feel like recently we've had individuals who are within corporates coming to us and requesting training coaching whatever it might be and requesting that they self-fund because they yeah. don't have anything on offer within their company. Yeah. And I very often say to them, look, you're clearly very valuable. You know, go back and have a conversation with your company about, you know, what they might do. Because maybe it's simply a lack of awareness rather than a, an unwillingness to fund. But we certainly are seeing individuals being the self-starters in terms of yeah. knowing that they need these skills. Yeah. So it's really, it's bubbling up yeah. from grassroots, yeah. isn't it? I, I agree. I feel like we're getting a lot of those emails at the moment. Yeah. I know I want to do this. It's not on offer at my company. Yeah. Anyway, just note there. So yeah, you are the story that you tell in the world. I mean, we were talking about this just on a sort of slightly deeper level before we go into the sort of three areas and the tips for those that you become the story you tell. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and that happens as a scriptwriter. We, we had some really weird experiences with writing things and then they manifest. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. And that I think that's a similar thing, that exactly that, that you... I was just thinking about it as we were talking that, you know, for all the kind of self-affirmation that you can do, we know how powerful the body and the voice is because the voice is a physical, is in the physical dimension. And so if you're able to take on one or two skills to help you step in, communicate, do that presentation in a slightly more confident way, what is happening in terms of building those new new neural pathways is a lot stronger yeah. than if you simply sit in your room and think about it. Yes. So yes. you really are living. Yeah. And, and that is really thinking about yourself as a human being rather than a data transferer. Um, and thinking about that also in terms of your leadership, in terms of your impact on your team members. Again, they are not simply data receivers yeah. and data passer on right. You know, we are human beings and we are motivated to act and we are, you know, we are going to think and feel in different ways 
by the style of communication, by the stories that are told, by the emotions that are elicited. We are not computers. Exactly. So you might already be thinking, well, actually, this is a good thought kind of experiment. As a leader or a team member, just think for a moment, what percentage of your day do you spend communicating? And would it be fair in that case to put on your business card, those were the days, uh, to put on your (laughs) LinkedIn profile, professional communicator. And I think most of us need to think about ourselves actually as professional communicators. Very, you know, there's much less of the actual, you know, repetitive labour being done. And that's not to say that that's everybody's story. It's definitely not. But even in those jobs you're going to be you are transferring information so you might as well do it in an an effective way and I mean it's certainly true the higher up the ladder that you get and as you said earlier that's not to say don't start you know don't start early you start early you know get ahead of the curve but certainly as you move up the corporate ladder that's that's going to be what you're called on to do well exactly and it's also it's for your experience if you are simply doing a job every day it's getting something done and then going back home. Those are the people that are, we see in coaching and in therapy who start to lose meaning and purpose because we know who we are and why we're doing it the more that we're in collaboration and yeah. communication. So, yeah. So the three the three pieces in this... She loves the three. Loves the three. Of course, <laughs> communication skills, which is more general, storytelling and um, presentation skills. So communication skills really is that impact that you make, isn't it? It's how you show up, how you make people feel, where your focus is. We can think about that balance between the job and the in the human interactivity. Yeah. So some really quick things to think about with communication is how often every day are you putting some focus on simply reaching out yep. to connect and, and to communicate. Don't wait for that quarterly meeting. Don't wait for that one annual personal review. You know, how often are you communicating yeah. with your peers and your teams? And, yeah. maybe, and maybe spend one week with the, imagine you've got the T-shirt on saying, I'm a professional communicator. What I do is communicate and see what you would yeah. then do every day that might be slightly different. Pick up the phone. Don't keep emailing. Ah, oh, the yeah, email I'll trap. I know, I know. I would add, I would add a tip to that because I just mentioned peers and team members. Be super aware of how and when you're communicating to more senior people. So your boss or the board or whoever it might be. Just watch the patterns that we get into. Do we avoid communication? Mm -hmm. Do we tend to be steered by them? Do we tend to change our style? Do we become a little bit more sort of teacher pupil in those interactions? So become really aware of how you are communicating with various groups of people. It's hugely important. They say, don't they, that between 73 and 90% of our communication is non-verbal. So getting really, going back to the first of this series of four, our self-awareness is hugely important when developing our communication skills well it's so interesting isn't it when we're running if we're running a big room of sort of nearer 30 40 50 people and then it does get harder but even actually in smaller groups i'd say the same it's really clear by the end of the day obviously who we remember yeah, and yeah. Who's, who's made an impact and here's the thing about it it just doesn't have to take very long. No. That one engaging question in a, a two-minute conversation yeah. that makes you feel a certain way you will never forget You'll it never forget yeah. that person so this is not about oh but that means i've got to be 
on for like yeah. 10 and hours be the a loud day. one in the room yeah. and absolutely not absolutely not it's making that impact we had a really noise. interesting we had an amazing couple of days with a fantastic team and we had three minute conversation with somebody as we were literally leaving the building yeah. it was hugely impactful yeah, absolutely and it completely changed the game yeah. you can do it really quickly yeah. exactly if that's where your focus is um, so I'm going to give that tip first of all focus first super segue there come on Andy roll, the, roll that music So focus first. It might sound really obvious, but of course, a lot of us can be quite focused on ourselves, what's going on for us. I don't know us. what you mean. I don't know, I what, don't you know mean. what you mean. But it's so interesting. <laughs> someone said to me recently, someone said to me, I love this. Stop worrying about how the how other people feel about you. Most people don't know how they feel about themselves. That's right. And it's, it's so true. But focus first. So what if you, in the next meeting... Again, little experiment. Take a moment and put your focus on everybody else. What could you do that takes care of them? If you're going to ask a question or you're going to say something, can you shift from, oh, I hope this is going to land okay, or I really, I'm really annoyed with that person. I disagree with them. So I'm going to say something about it. Can you shift your focus onto, I'd love to inspire these people. I'd love to excite them. I'd love to get them really curious. Put your focus on them then say what you're going to say you know imagine you're trying to get I don't know 10 kids to play a party game you'll find a whole way to communicate you'll find a way to get them you know excited and interested and it's, yeah. it's about them isn't it it's like, oh come on you know you're going to yeah. love this um, it's not like oh I wonder if these children are going to like me I mean it's just we're so we're, we're so much better at this with our with our nearest and dearest although although I do think our nearest and dearest do see the extremes of the spectrum in yes. terms of our skillful uh, communication styles um, but we are much more likely to give the benefit of the doubt, take care. Yes, take care. Exactly. When, when it's somebody that we really, really care about. But there's no reason we can't behave like that with other people. It's just being aware and making a choice in terms of how we communicate. Oh, it's a game changer. If you haven't seen my TEDx talk, check it out <laughs> because it's the dry cleaner story. If someone's a bit off with you or not making eye contact, you can get annoyed or you could be an amazing communicator and change the game. Yeah. Play the game. Think to yourself, this meeting's a bit bit dull, a bit de-energised. I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to see if by the end of it all, everyone's walking out here with a spring in their step. That's the game, simply by how I communicate. So storytelling. So storytelling is hugely important and you do not have to be Hans Christian Andersen <laughs> to do this. It, it really is about putting your focus on that personal moment, that inspiring moment. It can be just an anecdote, like a little tiny thing that happened, or it can be a wider story. But someone asked us the other day, didn't they, oh, do you do anything on influencing? And of course we do. We've got various influencing models from Spirodynamics to Cialdini. Yeah. And of course we do. And you're f the first thing you want to be good at is storytelling. Human connection. Human connection, yeah. universal truths, commercials, films, movies, books. We don't pick them up because they're good influences. We pick them up because they're good storytelling. Yeah, I have actually ever said to people, look, as a very first step, if you are so far away from storytelling, put a few adjectives in your yeah, exactly. like, like start there. Exactly. So think about this next time you're in a meeting or next time you're going to be communicating to a team or anything at all, a pitch, presenting... What moment could you talk about? What personal moment could you talk about that talks about the theme 
of that piece of communication. So if you're talking about collaboration, if you're talking about courage, think of a moment in your life where that was really important. And just even if it's a tiny moment, I remember when, um, when I, my first ever job and I didn't know anything about the company or the, uh, you know, the role I was in, but this is what it was like. And this is what happened. And this is what I did. And it was a moment that really changed my life. Tell that story. I, I will never forget uh, Steve Jobs's um, speech. I think it was at Stanford. It might have been Harvard. I think it was Stanford. Mm-hmm. He really spoke about points in his life and it was a wonderful story as he moved through the you know various and incredible phases of his life. And A, it was incredibly memorable, but B, it really helped you understand his business and why he did what he did. Like it much clearer, much quicker than perhaps a whole manual on Apple and Apple products could ever have done. We'll never forget join the dots backwards. No. Exactly. Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So the last one is presentation skills. And what we can really say on this is go on a really good 4D yes. course. I mean, we really are super, super good at it because we love it because we know how challenging it can be for people. And we know the tools that can not only help you get through it, but can help you really love it. And because we are all audience members as well. We're all sitting there. We're humans. We're being communicated to. And the best gift that anyone can give me and that I can give anyone is being an engaging communicator. Otherwise, we've all just got to tolerate presentations for the rest of our lives. For days on end. I mean, people are spending, they say in the, you know, in the hybrid world, we're spending more and more times, uh, time in, in presentations because it has become the sort of apparent way to communicate effectively online because you've got a screen, you might as well pop a PowerPoint on it. Okay. So, so this is where we are. And definitely my experience is, is there's more let's call them presentations than there were when we were much more face-to-face well exactly. even in our world Phil I mean we never touched PowerPoint three years ago exactly and they're not they're just not exceptions are they the presentations are not the one or two moments in the month no. exactly so there's there's so much we can say on this I am going to say I'm going to give a couple of tips on this if you haven't thought about it one is reduce your PowerPoint, get those slides down. And that we love PowerPoint, nothing against PowerPoint. Or any, or would Well, I don't think you love PowerPoint, or whichever. Or, but I do, I, I, I do quite like oh, it. Oh, it can be a really great visual support. It's just how we use it's it. It's how we use it. So get the text off your PowerPoint as much as possible and take your slides down for at least 30% of your presentation. Like, just make it about you. Just challenge yourself to do that. Secondly, make eye contact with with everybody yeah Uh, or if you're online say some names like make it about them eye contact eye contact eye contact and the last thing i would say is energy yes just dial up not just dial up your energy if you did those three things like without even coming on a course you've already really taken yourself to another level haven't you yes and start watching good presentations tell it's talk it's full promotion today Uh, think about yourself as the presentation rather than the slides as the presentation that's that's really what's going on you are presenting yourself you are presenting your role you're presenting your project whatever it might be you're not presenting a bunch of slides I love that. Okay, we're definitely. This is this is going to be this is going to be the end. I hope it's a bit enough finish, and we might need a drum roll. But seriously, though, with all communication, is to not think about it as information separate from you yes. that you are giving to someone else. Whether it's whether it's communicating in a meeting, whether it's storytelling or presenting, I am it. 
Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, enjoy. Go communicate. Change people's day. Give them a good time. And we wish you all the best. You can contact us for so much more on this. Um, if you know your company is spending the wrong way around, well, you know how to get in touch. With uh, <laughs> no, we wish you a really, really wonderful time with it. Enjoy it. It is life-changing. And it's not just for you, but for those who have to listen. Indeed. Yay! Thank you for listening to this episode of the 4D Human Being Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please do tell your friends and colleagues. For more information on our programs, our on-demand courses, and to sign up to our monthly newsletter, do check us out at 4dhumanbeing.com. Until the next time.